space. Well, not really. Take two. Here, in the Mitten State, welcome to Code 47, bringing you all things Star Trek, spanning the quadrants, the best things as the neutral zone. All right, we are back. Welcome to the Code 47 podcast on the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. This is episode 34, uh, and we are starting. We got a couple of uh, we got a couple of firsts or new things, as it were. Uh, first of all, I got both Rich and Aaron with me this week. Guys, shout out! Hi, Kapla. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> we just had a Joey Lawrence moment in the pre-roll, so yeah. that that may continue to come up. So, um, no, the three of us had a conversation, uh, and we have an interest going forward with whenever possible. It's uh, a that, menage a trois. That will menage a That the three of us will be on together. <laughs> so it's not always going to be possible. There's always going to be a little give here and there, but we're going to try to do it because there are a lot of podcasts I listen to that there's three people on, and I think that it has a great dynamic. So, so that's bit of news number one. Bit of news number two, which I'll, I'll again I'll, I'll catch it on the the other end of the bumper, is that we are now official with our Secret Friends Unite website. Uh, we have a new hosting home at Secret friendsunite.com for all of our content now it's populating slowly but you'll be able to go all the way back to the very first episodes of uh, secret friends unite in 2014 uh, and do a whole binge fest of those but certainly it'll be the home to all you know 34 episodes of this show so far and all 50 something episodes of co-op mode and you know the the 12 or 13 episodes we have holocron chronicles so but uh, it's going to be a place where we're going to have original content uh, we are, I have a couple of photo galleries I put up of my own personal cosplay stuff, uh, but it's uh, it's Todd and Mark Carabin and myself as the official, you know, major domos of uh, Secret Friends Unite with Aaron and Rich as our esteemed collaborator. So you will get to see all of our pretty faces at that. Time. Can you call us the peons on the there? Pe- I don't know. I, I will. Like, I, I don't think Rich and I would have any objection to that. And our I think, peons. I think it we would, would be like perfect. it. Yeah, I was going to say. Too. I was going to say, I don't know if how Rich feels about you speaking for him, but he sounds like he likes it just fine. I like and- it. Make it, like make it official peons, and we're official good. Official peon. Yeah. Uh, official unlicensed peon. Unlicensed well, peon. well, anyway, uh, we are launching this week into talking about the uh, the back half, the final five episodes of season one of Star Trek Discovery, which aired uh, in the frosty winter of uh, January in 2018. Uh, you will remember from uh, our previous episode, that, or our last week's episode, that in the episode nine uh, of season one of Discovery, the ship jumped away after uh, slugging it out with Klingons at Pavo. And Aaron asked me again what they were doing at Pavo, and I bet I couldn't tell you. Just go ahead and ask me. Who saved us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that was my biggest complaint. If you listen to last week's show, I'm like, I watched this season like three or four times. Why are they at this planet? They're they're messing around with this big crystal dildo. There's these stupid ghost weird people. It's just, it's just. It, Oh, who saved us indeed. You, it, you know what? I actually bought a crystal dildo right after I watched the episode. So if anything, you know, <laughs> motivation for purchasing. Oh, sweet Jesus. But anyway. So uh, erotic placement is what it was, right? You're right. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I'm expecting those checks any day now. So, Rich, why don't you kick us off telling us about uh, beginning chapter two with episode 10, Despite Yourself. All right. Despite yourself, Discovery's crew determines that they have arrived in a parallel mirror universe. (laughs) Yeah, mirror universe. With Stamets now unconscious and unable to power the spore drive, 
Tyler confronts Lorel, and she attempts to use a verbal cue to trigger something within him, though he fights this off. From a data core... From a data core from a wrecked Klingon ship, they learn that this universe is ruled by the human Terran Empire, who are fighting the resistance that includes species such as Klingons and Vulcans. Here, Burnham is the former captain of the ISS Shenzhou. Did I say that right? You did. Shenzhou. Shenzhou. Close enough. So, okay. Presumed dead after an attack by the fugitive Lorca. The ISS Discovery is captained by Sylvia Tilly's counterpart. So Killy! Killy. Killy. So she and the crew pretend to be their mirror selves. They deliver Burnham and Lorca to the Shenso. Under the ruse that Burnham has been hunting Lorca since her presumed death and now has captured him. Tyler, Tyler accompanies them after first killing Culber when Whoops. he informs... What? I said whoops. Whoops. <laughs> when he informs Tyler that he appears to have undergone major surgical modifications on the Shenzo, Lorca is tortured while Burnham assumes command. I That's just want to say really quick, winter. guys, <laughs> when you think of a disco, a stereotypical disco, you mm-hmm. think of a mirror ball and people roller skating and it's mm-hmm. the mirror universe. So this works yeah. for me. Mirror universe, disco. Yeah. Whoa, 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 mirror ball. I'm, I can dig it. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I can dig right. it. You can dig it. We can dig he it. Can dig it. He can let's dig it. Oh, my God. We're going <laughs> to so, I mean, this is an episode, first of all, directed by Jonathan Frakes, uh, who is he's oh, my, that's my that's my first note. Jonathan Frakes exclamation points. Exactly. And, and so many exclamation points. I know. So, I mean, when he touches something, when it comes to Star Trek, it's going to be pre- pretty much golden. Um, <laughs> but there was a lot of stuff happening in this episode that it's kind of it's kind of hard in a lot of ways to mentally consider it an update of the mirror universe because when we saw like even from the outfits they don't make a lot of sense like when you we meet captain pike and gang on the pre-kirk enterprise in season two um they're wearing updated versions of the tos uniforms okay that's not what's happening with these mirror universe guys they're wearing these like plated weird shi- everything's shiny and dark at the same time no no, no. everything's <laughs> sexy <laughs> like everything i was sexy. i love it i was just I'm, like yeah all right uh, you, you listen to the leather and the clinking and the clanking so oh, i love it i'm like i need to get me one of these <laughs> but it was like all of them are it's like i love it how a uh, connor who is the leftover uh, crewman who took over the sh- the iss shenjo once burnham disappeared uh he's like yeah, I'm tired of living in your shadow, and then he just tries to stab her to death, and they have this great fight, and I'm like, this is very mirror universe to me. This is really how things, uh, this is really how things roll. So yep. we get a, l- a little bit closer in this episode to figuring out the big picture of what's up with Lorca, uh, and we're gonna fi- we're gonna figure that that one out pretty quickly. But yeah, fast pace. Um, you get is Lorca's a, accent though. <laughs> right. Yeah. He had to dance around a little bit with his accent too. He did that Scottish accent. He sounded like Scotty. I loved I it. Know. It was pretty good. Well, I, there was this, he sounded like Simon Pegg. There was this one scene <laughs> in it that they had where, um, what's, what's the medical guy's name? You know, the one uh, that dies. I can't ever remember. Anyway, yeah. I love the he had this whole scene where he had his like white medical uniform in sick bay and and all the um displays were behind him and it's all this like bluish shining. It was the most amazing visually scene. I loved it. Loved 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 it. Everything it was beautiful. Is, 
Everything is shiny and sexy in Discovery World, even more so in the Mirrorball universe. Oh, I love shiny and sexy, so it was good. <laughs> good stuff. I know, Rich. Any thoughts on your regard? Uh, you know what's? It's odd. I just watched the Mirror Mirror episode from the original series as part of that that list that we put together. Right. And you are absolutely right. You're you're 100 right. I mean, three or four different people try to kill Kirk in that. Right. <laughs> so like, and it's a 50 minute episode. That's a yeah, lot. Of, that's like, a lot of attempted murder like, in one episode. I was just yeah. going to get a drink and stab. Uh, I yeah. was going to use the bathroom and stab. You know, jeez, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's it's rough. <laughs> Did you get a good look at that Terran logo? They they yeah. had that on the flag, and it's like a total mirror of Earth. Like it's like upside down and flipped. Really? No, yeah. I had, I haven't really studied. It was it the that first much. time I ever really looked looked at it, and and they did a really good job of it. I was like, that's really cool, especially how they represented it there. And it you can tell it's a mirror version, but it's also flipped upside down and a mirror version of of our Earth and our symbol that they we would have on the Federation flag. So it was pretty cool. That's nuts. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh but it, I, had, I had one other thing real quick. Yes, please. I, I love Tilly. I think she's yeah. one of the characters on the whole show. And oh my God. Her, her having to assume that, like, her, her having to be a badass was hysterical and cute and funny. Mm-hmm. All it was, and time. she did a really good acting job, too, where yeah, she would, yeah. like, try really hard, and she wasn't great at it, and she'd say something awkward a little bit, but she was still saying kind of badass things. Yeah, 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 you're you're dead on with that. My gosh. Well, moving on to episode 11, this would be the wolf inside, which is there's a great meme going around that has a picture of Chief O'Brien. He says, sorry, transport accident. When I beamed you up, there's actually three wolves inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Aaron, this one's yours. Okay, the wolf inside, um, the ISS Shenzhou is given the coordinates for a resistance leadership in order to kill them all. Burnham and Tyler traveled as a landing party themselves instead surrender to the resistance in hopes of learning how the Klingons in this universe learn to work with other species. They find that the Miravok is the leader. Burnham offers to give him the group time to escape to their base uh, before their base is destroyed. The mirror confirms she can be trusted after connecting her mind. Listening to Vok triggers Tyler's programming and he has to be restrained. He doesn't have to be restrained. He's trying to kill somebody. Anyway, I don't <laughs> like the way this is written. Back on the ship, he reveals to Burnham that he now knows he was once Vok and that he underwent surgery to appear human and infiltrate Starfleet. She has him beamed down into space where he is picked up by the USS Discovery. Sarah and Tilly imprison him, having earlier found the body of Culber and apparently failed to heal Stamets using spores. Burnham is reprimanded for not killing the resistance leaders immediately by the Emperor, the Mirror Giorgio, who is always dressed so incredibly sexy. I want all of her outfits. (laughs) Oh, my God. And they just, you know, and as you'll see as, as things go on. Uh, you know, even you know, the evolution of a character is just always something black, even if it's just basic black. She's just she's original black. Everything does oh, not yeah. own anything with any kind of any kind of color unless it's so when they beam down there and you saw like I for me, I saw the Andorian and, and then they do the close up on him. And then I had this whole like disappointing moment where I'm like, oh, it's not Shran because <laughs> I, I wanted to see Shran so bad. I, I see Dorian, I got excited, and then I'm like, no, nope, it's not Shran. He would be all he would be all old and in a wheelchair, though. He'd be ancient. I don't, I mean, he would be younger here, right? No, he no, because he was from Discovery. 
Um, or he was no, he was from Enterprise, which yeah. was a hundred oh, yeah. year, years before this. So he can't. Yeah, oh, yeah that's right. I don't care. Maybe how long do well. Andorians live? Yeah, I mean, how long do they yeah, live? Yeah, well, you, you never find out. They're a warrior culture, so probably not very long. <laughs> I should know. No, I actually took, like, that course on all... The, I completed Andorian college Uh-oh. courses, Well, then and you, I should know, but I don't. You can, you can get back to us about that, because that sounds interesting. So, uh, yeah, crazy episode, as always. You know, we're continuing along the big reveal at the end where you see the Empress uh, is, is a knockout, because obviously this is a character that... While we didn't get a lot of time to know her, that her immediate death like this in that in episode two was like, ah, ah. we're not really expecting where that to go. So obviously they always had a plan for this, the, that character and, and the character um, moves forward in kind of new and exciting ways from this point. So um, the, ne- Rich, the next Rich, one we watch, though, yeah. this is a total nod to Shakespeare. Like it's it's Macbeth. The well, title is pulled be- from Macbeth. Before we get to that, Rich, any input on your regard? Yes. Yes. Um, Okay. So Vok and the whole situation with turning him, like giving him plastic surgery to look like a human. I was a little more, I was a little disappointed that they didn't use that to kind of explain why there are human looking Klingons in the original series. Well, they didn't though. They didn't give him plastic surgery to make him look human. They, they, they just, they took a human and they changed the human. Right. They made it. They made a photocopy of his brain. Oh, and right. they, they put a port huh. on the back of his head and the, and the Ash Tyler fret guy. They plugged I, it into <laughs> it. They, they, they plugged it into his brain. So, yeah, he was more of a he was more of a sleeper. Yeah. They, so he's yeah, so Ash yeah. Tyler. He's not like a, okay. a Klingon that was changed. So I must have I, misunderstood I hear, that. I yeah, misunderstood that. They, they don't do a very good job of explaining it. And like I was confused, so I actually had to go and like read it when this first came out because I'm like I don't understand what's happening here. Okay. And that's how I know. But um, yeah, they do a terrible, terrible, terrible job explaining this. <laughs> well, that Obviously. that sucks, and and it explains why they didn't say, well, this is how we have human Klingons, but or right. human right. Klingons. And you, you know, would and think it would tie to it. They could have done it that way. They just didn't. Part of it, part of it to me is super, I mean, it's a super cool concept to create sleepers or whatever it is, but the Klingons and medical technology is just really not a thing because it's like someone gets sick, they're just going to shoot you in the head. So (laughs) to think that they have this like complicated medical procedure, it would seem like more of a thing like that you'd see Romulans doing because Romulans are, they're more like Vulcans. They're kind of sciencey where the Klingons couldn't be any less sciencey, you know, to be a Klingon science officer is like being a Klingon janitor or a Klingon lawyer. It's just, you suck at being a warrior. So now you got this other job. Yeah. So I don't know. I, f- I find that part of it kind of, uh, kind of hard to swallow. So uh, anyway, moving on, Aaron, I know you are just chomp, chomp, chomping at the bit to talk about number 12. It's not. This is for, is, isn't this for Rich to read or is this mine? Uh, it's for Rich to read. So you're out of luck. So Rich, I know you're <laughs> excited to talk about number 12, <laughs> vault, vaulting ambition. So you go right ahead. Vaulting ambitions. Uh, Burnham and Lorca are summoned to the ISS Karen. I think so. Yeah, Karen, weird. The Imperial flagship. Giorgio sends Luca, or Luca, Luca? That's a song. My name Um, is Luca. There it is. I live on the second floor. Carry on. No, no, keep going. I'm just kidding. No. Uh, I I, I, I blanked on the second verse. No, don't do that. I'm allergic. She's allergic. (laughs) (laughs) Giorgio sends Lorca 
to a torturous agony booth and has dinner with Burnham. That's, oh, how nice. <laughs> that's great. You're like you, the agony booth. Bring me steak. You, you, yeah, eight co- yeah you, yeah. a steak, eight course meal. Let's Wait, go. they have dinner where they eat like ganglia. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. They, yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're, like, I think they're like eating Saru. Yum, she's yum. like, I would be better off in the uh, agony booth because the, the Saru is very chewy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, anyway. Stamets finds himself within the mycelial network with the consciousness of his mirror counterpart, learning that the network has been corrupted by the mirror Stamets' experiments. Stamets encounters the re- a representation of Culber and accepts his loss before waking up to find his spore collection infected. Giorgio laments allowing Lorca to become a father figure to Burnham, only for the pair to fall in love and plot to overthrow her. She- that is a horribly written sentence. I know the whole thing is horrible and it's way too long. So you can, if you get bored, just be like blah blah yeah. blah and paraphrase. <laughs> just skip ahead, knock yourself out. Knock That's what I did last ahead. week. Uh, okay, so uh, Giorgio straights the spore drive schematics for information on alternative ways to cross between universes, uh, and she that leads Burnham to realize that the Lorca that she knows is actually from the mirror universe, blowing everybody's mind. Big time. Holy. Crap! Yeah, holy like, shit! Yeah, yeah, that man. <laughs> yeah, it was a shocker. I tell you, watching it for the first time, that was they pulled a they they pulled a rob, rabbit out of their hat or out of their butt or out of something. That was <laughs> was an absolute shocker. I I did not see this coming Oof. at all because again, you didn't really know that the mirror universe part was coming along because that that in and of itself was kind of a cool surprise. Though they do, you know, again, what they have to do in any prequel, which is you have to kind of wend your way around existing canon the same way that Enterprise had to do it. You remember when we were talking about that first episode? Well, we got, or that first season, we got, oh, the Ferengi were in there, but we didn't say them by name. And then in season two of Enterprise, the Borg were there, but they didn't say them by name. And so, oh, they don't actually know, you know, so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so obviously we didn't know that was coming and this comes up and it's like, and then they said, oh, and then they throw in that, well, when you're and from the mirror universe, you have an extreme sensitivity to light. Well, I don't remember that ever coming up, and there were right. a half dozen mirror-related episodes between the original series and Enterprise, and a whole bunch of them on DS9. And no, nobody was walking around wearing sunglasses. That would have been sweet. The mirror Captain Cisco, who was a swaggering freighter captain badass, he could have been wearing the glasses like when, when he was on Spencer for Hire. Spencer! <laughs> that would have been great. Oh, man. You know what? When they, when they do DS9 again, they should George Lucas that shit. Special edition, it go back, put sunglasses on mirror <laughs> Cisco, and he's yeah, so that he looks like a super badass. I want that. I want that. Give it to me. That's nice. That's a good idea. I like that. And I can't believe you just made a Spencer for higher reference. <laughs> that's that's crazy. All right. So other notes, guys. What what else do you think about this episode? Who, who wants to go? Jump on in. I have two notes. Um, did you guys? It is shorter, but I notice when I'm watching it that this episode is really short. That's what my thought is. Okay. And then I was like, was I just really into it? No, not so much. It's not like a bad episode, but it wasn't great. So I went and looked up the playing time, and it's like 37 minutes. Oh, that is really? That's it's bizarre. like you know, insanely short. And that's so weird in kind of this you know streaming environment. 
of knowing kind of what you're in for because it's like the Bad Batch that just started on uh, Star Wars on Disney Plus. The first episode is 75. We're not allowed to talk about Star Wars on here. We have <laughs> talked about Star Wars here, and we'll do it again because sure. I talk about I talk about Star Trek uh, over. When I'm on Holocron, Chronicles with Mark, and I, I'm not in the room with him, but I assume in his polite Canadian way, he just nods and smiles. So, <laughs> you know what? Bottom line is, I do what I want. But at any rate, the first episode of Bad Batch was, uh, you know, 75 minutes. Now the episodes are down to like 25 minutes, which is, it's it's like three or four minutes longer than if it was on broadcast, which is usually like 22 minutes for a half hour or something with commercials. And so the running time of shows is, when it's on streaming, is like, whatever. It's like whatever works. So I wanted to read this to you guys. Um, it says, I have no spur to pick the sides of my intent, but only faulting ambition, which or leaps itself and falls on the other. That is William Shakespeare's Macbeth, where this got its title. I know how excited you were to talk to us about I that. I know. I was. Thanks very much. <laughs> uh, I, I have more, but I'll just bring them up. I won't actually read them to you. Okay. All right. So, well, so Rich, please. The, the A couple things. The ganglia thing where they were eating the ganglia. Yum, yum. I mean, I was kind of grossed out by that, you know. I'll eat like, it. I was already <laughs> grossed out by him when he was when he has them on him. Right. And. And now I just want to take some chopsticks and pluck them out and eat them. Not, I was going to say, Erin no. will eat it. She's not a foodie. She'll, <laughs> she'll take on anything. <laughs> Yikes. And, um, and then the, the other thing that I loved is, was Stamets and Hugh, um, getting to have this reconciliation or this, this, this kind of a, I don't know if it was a reconciliation. It was kind of a, uh, moment, uh, this you know, moment. Yeah, but this magic moment. Ah, now she's singing. Ooh. Oh my god, here we go. Oh boy, we're gonna have to start a quartet. We need a fourth. Um, it w- it won't be Todd. It won't be Todd. <laughs> but uh, but I thought that that was it was touching and it was it was sad at the same time. Like that that whole thing really that whole thing hit me hard. I don't know why it hit me so hard, but like, I wasn't expecting Hugh to die that quickly. Of course, you right. know, we all know he comes back, but right. You know, Ooh, at the spoilers. time, I didn't, sorry, yeah. sorry. No, but I okay. didn't know that Go at ahead. the time. No, we're allowed to spoil everybody's seen this shit. No well, one cares. Of course, yeah. This is, is an episode <laughs> from yeah. three years ago. So I think we're good. <laughs> and Charlie, Charlie needs to rewatch the rest of it anyway. Cause he, there's some stuff at the end that he doesn't know. So I, 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 I kind of tune out from time to time. So that's all right. Anyway, episode 13. Who's up? Aaron, you're up. Oh, 13. The War Without, The War Within. That's, this... 14. That, that's 14. Am I on the you're... wrong one? Yes, was 13, 13 was fastest prologue. Oh, you're right. More Shakespeare. Sorry. I've got it. Lorca uh-huh. frees his old crew who have been tortured since his disappearance. And with the help of Mira Stamets, they're able to kill those little to Giorgio and usurp her throne. She goes into hiding while Burnham also evades the capture and contacts the discovery. They all agree to plan to a plan which Burnham lowers the containment field around a large energy source originating from the mycelial network. The discovery will then arrive to destroy the energy source causing an explosion which they can ride into a, the mycelial network through, which Stamets could navigate them home. My God, these sentences are long. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that, that, that's, it's, it's not a run on sentence. It's at warp speed. That's a warp Giorgio, speed. Sentence. Giorgio agrees to help Burnham. They attack Lorca's group. Shortest sentence ever. 
<laughs> rejected. Next. They defeated by Burnham. Lorca is killed by Giorgio, who offers to sacrifice herself to allow Burnham's escape. The latter instance takes Giorgio with her, and they are beamed into the Discovery, and the Sharon is destroyed. Back in their own universe, the Discovery crew learns that they have arrived nine months after they left, and in the meantime, the Klingons have nearly won the war. Womp, womp. So, <laughs> oh, my God. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, we're, 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 we're fixing things up. We're stabbing people. Think guys are falling out of the holes in the ship. You fall out of the moon door and then down into the, the laser ball or something. So the Sharon, that's a crazy ship. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that's like, we're in the mirror universe and we're leaving. So let's see if we can kill everybody. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of what happens. That's what um, I would do. Uh, Aaron, you had your girlfriend, Commander Landry, back for a minute, so I'm sure that that was bittersweet for you to let her go. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, oh, I noticed something else. Uh, what's what's the girl with all the fake stuff on her face? Uh, Arnum or Arium? Yeah, I bet this like for an from an acting perspective, this was like a dream for her because when she's in the Mary Universe, she doesn't have to wear it. She's just regular, and you end up seeing her. They actually changed they changed actresses for that role. And the for, I, it seems like the former actress w- w- became part of the bridge crew as herself. I would have to look this up. But there's a weird thing with Arium. There's back and forth with the actresses. And actually, the first actress, what her, I think her, her name was Sarah Midditch or something like that, was at our local show back in 2018 with Doug Jones. So actually, I got to go to the panel. But I got to meet Doug Jones, who was like my almost my favorite celebrity of all time. Holy cow, was he awesome. No, I'm not um, talking about Ariam. I'm talking about... Uh, yeah, she's the, a, the con officer. Right? Oh, you're yeah. talking about uh, Detmer. Detmer. Yeah, Detmer. Yeah, you're right, because she doesn't have the... the yeah, the she has all that stuff the, on and, all and the, the time. But then when you the see eyeball. her in the Mirror Universe, these have to be like great scenes for her, because she doesn't have to wear all that stuff. Yeah, big time. All right, well, anyway... The thing I said about Arium is absolutely correct. So I believe you. Quote <laughs> me on that. So so anyway, uh, what did you guys think of this one, uh, Rich? Uh, it, it was all right. It it was action, so it was fine. But um, I don't know. I mean, it was the escape, right? That was. Right. So, so I, I don't know. The, so, after so after the it, episode prior, it it, it kind of paled in comparison. You know, after right. the episode prior, it was like, man, I mean, what? Okay, well, sure, they're going to kill him now, but yeah, there was a bit, there was a big punch up and some shooting and yeah. everybody was kung fu fighting and yippee. <laughs> so, everybody oh was my, kung fu fighting. Aaron, so fast as lightning. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. This is all singing, all dancing. Aaron, your thoughts on 13, please. I, I didn't have any. I didn't particularly enjoy this episode. I, I mean, my only comment was literally that the title of this is from The Tempest. William Shakespeare. Another William Shakespeare. But um, yeah, I got nothing to say. I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. It was like kind of meh for me. Meh. Well, why don't, why don't you met us into number 14? <laughs> Ooh, number 14, The War Without, The War Within. But this is Rich's to read, so no thank you. It is? Well, it, yeah, you see how bad we are at this? Rich, is your turn. Oh, okay. I'm good at it. I remember. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Discovery is boarded by Cornwell and Sarek, who explain that the Klingon houses remain divided and fight between themselves to see who can destroy more Federation assets. The only safe refuge for Starfleet beyond Earth is now Starbase 1, and they warp there with Cornwell assuming command. 
the after emergency surgery performed by Lorel, Tyler is now now has his personality back, but can still access Vok's memories. Burnham is unable to forgive his actions as Vok. The the crew finds Starbase One conquered by a Klingon house, and the remainder of Starfleet's command withdraws to protect Earth. Giorgio tells Burnham that she defeated the Klingons in the mirror their mirror universe with a surprise attack on their home world of Kronos and Cornwell agrees to replicate that now to jump into Klingon territory. Stamets terraforms a desolate moon to grow a new crop of spores so they can use the spore drive. Giorgio tells Sarek and Cornwell that other essential of other essential information she has, and they have her pose as captain Giorgio to lead the mission. Uh, wow. You know what? This slid in there yet another planet. Like, why why do we waste any time going to some dumbass planet? Yeah, oh, we do more spo- we don't know spores or whatever. Who this saved is just, us? This is just crystal dildo all over again. <laughs> it is. Annoying ass kids, crystal dildos everywhere. You know, know what though? When this opens and they have and they're back and then that admiral like beams onto their crew and they all have their weapons drawn. Wow, the, I, we talked about this last week, but the Admiral, she's a badass. She I is Jane, loved her. Jane Brooke from Don't Tell Your Mom the Babysitter's Dead. And I know, some, I said that last week, some, but holy shit, some, she's some other Some other movie that my friend pointed out to me that I can't remember the name of the movie. But anyway, yes, I like her. And again, in season two, she makes the noble sacrifice. And again, with Admirals in Star Trek, they're usually just, they're a plot device to just, Piss, to, to be the annoying child. They're the annoying child version of a plot I can't device. wait until we do season two. I know, oh, man. I can't freaking wait. Unfortunately, yes. it's a long way coming around, but it's, we will get it's there. It's coming. Maybe we should just do more of these. We will see, but, you know, again, <laughs> we, we will see. But, yes, but uh, what's nice with Picard is that we get to do the first season all in one check. It's only ten episodes. But, anyway... Um, yeah, so that, I don't know, Rich, what did you think? Are, are, um, this, are we just kind of, a, is it a bridge filler for you the way it was for me? Yeah, it kind of felt that way. Um, I do, the, the, yeah, the going to the planet, the desolate moon and terraforming it made me think of Genesis for some reason. I don't yeah, know right. why, but, uh, yeah, well, I'm not sure it? why, but you know, the terraforming, uh, all of it, the whole thing. Yeah. Right, so so much terraforming. I love it. Oh, he was being sarcastic. I, get I it. was, I was, I was being sarcastic. Sorry. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just felt it felt like okay, get to the get to the point, guys. It felt yeah, like right. they were stretching it out to 15 episodes. Maybe they could. You were like, let's ra- let. You were like the third base coach. Let's go wrap it up. Not anybody wrap, wrap it up. up. I wrap it up button. Yeah. Oh my God. Yo, when you said I thought it was like third base. It says wrap thought, it up. I thought you meant like third base, like the band, and I thought uh, we have another little sing along, and I was excited. <laughs> give me a verse. Of, give me a verse of the gas face. I'm listening. <laughs> I love Life. that shit. That was me and my best buddy in high school. That was our yeah, jam. That was my shit too. Oh my god. So anyway, uh, so we we finally get to the end of the road. We're just singing, babe. Episode fifteen. Will you I take? I can't let go. I can't, I can't let go. Let go. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, we're having too much fun. Okay, who's reading this one? Aaron, this is you. That's Aaron. Tyler suggests that a drone enter Quonos underground dormant volcanic systems to covertly search the planet for targets. Discovery jumps to a cave near the system's entrance and a party of Giorgio, Burnham, Tilly, and Tyler pose as traitors. 
Tilly discovers that the volcanic system is active and that the drone, that's in quotes, Giorgio has is a hydro bomb. Ooh. Boom. Burnham, and then Tilly gets high. We don't say that, but that happens. <laughs> it's puff, right. puff, puff, don't pass. Oh, my. Burnham confronts Cornwell, who admits that detonating the bomb in the active volcano will annihilate all of life on Kronos, winning the war. Burnham insists that Starfleet not commit genocide and convinces Giorgio to give up the detonator in exchange for their her, for her freedoms. They give the detonator to Laurel, who uses the threat of mass destruction to unite the Klingon houses under her leadership and end the war. The Discovery crew are hailed as heroes, and Burnham is issued a full pardon and restored to the rank of commander. That was my favorite part of this episode, by the way. Me too. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And, and I love how um, Burnham is right up there with Captain America and be giving those bomb-ass speeches. She just be, <laughs> yeah. oh, she, just, she never stops giving wicked-ass speeches. But anyway. Tyler chooses to remain with Laurel. After Discovery warps to Vulcan to pick up its new captain and receives a distress call from Captain Pike of the USS Enterprise. I loved this episode. And I was so happy with her record being expunged because it was too harsh of a punishment to begin with, which we talked about last week. So Um, It was so redeeming for me in that moment. Um, And I I loved this episode to the point where I made a bunch of little notes. Well, I have three, but... Okay. Well, why don't you Freeze give a bunch. Your, why don't you give us your three bunch of notes? Sorry, it's four. Oh, uh, then then forget it. Uh, <laughs> so the um, UFP sign that we see is bilingual. It's the first one that I've ever seen bilingual. Like you know how here we have bilingual signs everywhere. Right, It'll be right. written in English and Spanish and like something else. They have a bilingual um, UFP sign, which I thought was really cool. You never see that. It's always in English. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I noticed that the the centurion slugs that they're cooking on um, are the same ones from the Wrath of Calm that they put into Chekhov's ear. Oh, the, 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 the SETI Alpha yeah. yeah. Nice. They were? Yeah. I yeah. missed that. Wow. That's amazing. That's a great yeah, detail. I is. missed that. Holy well, cow. So, sometimes I say smart things. Sometimes. Um, I liked the Pike spoiler. Yes. And I'm excited that the next episode is going to be Reno. I know. I I love Reno. I do too. She's the best. She's fantastic. Are we saying, are we saying that we should, (coughs) you're killing me. (coughs) Oh, you guys, I'm dying. Oh, I got one of those steady slugs. Are you saying that we should we should bump the schedule and jump forward and do Discovery Season 2? I would what? love that. Can we do that? I'd we do it. it. All right. We put it to a vote then. I'm changing I, the schedule. No, I vote we do it like within the next week. Like okay. a midweek thing. We just get it out there because I love it so much. I'm so fired up to do it. Ooh. I would love it. Well, I we I would think we would want to stick to the regular schedule, but we'll we'll discuss it offline. But I'm in favor of we will switch because you know what it keeps it keeps me from me and Rich from having to talk about Star Trek the Animated Series. <laughs> yeah, like, can, we can push that back. I'm fine with it. I'll, we, I'll talk to you. I'll talk with you guys about it too. I'll just say I didn't watch it. I, yeah, you get to the next episode. Didn't watch it, uh, and then we're on to episode eight. Didn't watch it. <laughs> well, that, that'll I, just be my input. Sorry, guys, didn't watch it. That's and then you just right. talk the whole time. What it could be, Charlie, is you and I describing the uh, the episode to Aaron and Aaron well, reacting in horror because Aaron that's, just that's be like, really... That's dumb. 
dodged the bullet there. <laughs> I don't like that. Not watching yeah. that. That's stupid. I would say I'd ask you like honest questions, but I would probably say the whole time that's dumb. Oh my god, that's <laughs> dumb. So anyway, to ra- to wrap up, uh, I, my thoughts and Rich's thoughts. Um, a lot of people at the time complained that this is like any any season finale, like they wrapped everything up in 20 minutes, and it's like. Uh, they did so much this season, though, that the real wrap up, the real conclusion is exactly what Aaron said. It's the redemptive arc of Michael Burnham. You know, I she gets she, she gets her life back. She's headed on a, a new course. The other thing, and I turned this, said this to April when we were watching, and I'm like, what the hell happened with the guy they were going to pick up? Is he just like, is it like waiting for an Uber? He's like, <laughs> Starship is uh, has dropped out of warp in the Vulcan system. and They, they don't care about him. Yeah, they're like, I mean, who for all, for all they know, it could have been somebody important. And they're like, uh, well, no, we got to go do this thing. Now, because season two, while it's really awesome, is really just very much a side quest. You know what I mean? I know, but it's a great side quest. They go and they look for Spock, and you've it's got Christopher fan. Pike, and like, oh, my God, like, I have such a crush on him, and so does Charlie. So <laughs> it's, it's awesome. True. He's very handsome. Rich, your notes on uh, on the end of the season? I loved it. I loved the last episode. Uh, if it had gotten here faster, I'd have been even more happy. Um, but <laughs> right. uh, we have I'm consensus. Yeah. We all just loved it. It was great. It was great. Again, you guys already talked about this. The, the the redemption arc for Burnham is fantastic. I have one quibble, and that is that they didn't. They had another, yet another opportunity to explain why there are different looking Klingons, and they didn't. Oh, you hate that. Fucking well, but, Pardon but my. French. It, and, and, and Rich, I will I will tell you that because you've just seen the first uh, season of Enterprise, yeah. uh, that that is actually fully explained in the fourth season of Enterprise. I'm not well, kidding. It, it, it okay. really is. All right. okay. It really well. is. So if you don't want to wait, uh, let me know, and you can. Ho- I'll, I'll give you the names of the episodes you're going to have because it's a two-parter. Uh, you can hop ahead, okay. and and that that will clarify all of that. So I understand your frustrations. It's one Ugh. of Star Trek's oldest. It's been Star Trek's <laughs> oldest hangup since 1979. Wait, 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 wait. Rich is brand new to something. Enterprise, well, yeah, I've never seen. Yeah, it. He, and and Rich, I, I love that. I'm jealous. Oh, <laughs> I and, well, and Aaron, you didn't watch Enterprise until just a couple of years ago because you were you were the lone holdout. No, so I remember what it's like to be brand new, and I'm also the right. holdout to, um, what's the new animated series called? I don't remember. Oh, uh, lower, lower deck. Because I'm trying to get you to watch it. Well, you. We're supposed to be talking about that when it comes on again. I I am in the process of watching that, but like it seems very like family guy to me. So I I like (laughs) it sometimes, but I struggle with them. Like, why does everything have to be like family guy? Like that show sucks. (laughs) Especially the Star Wars episodes. Rich. Yeah, no kidding. The show about that. All right, moving along to the news. We have three news stories. I've kind of made the command decision that uh, we're going to be uh, a, 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 an unaffiliated affiliate of the website StarTrekMovie.com because I <laughs> I follow their podcast. I find them to be very reputable, so I like them as a news source because their stuff doesn't tend to be like, oh, our sources we got discovered.com, which anybody who knows the sound of my voice knows that there is nothing that irritates me more. And, <laughs> Rich and, we, and I, we do Rich whatever Rich, Charlie says. Rich and I had a little bit of a moment earlier this week when he tried to share something with me that had our source when i clicked through as we got this covered so it's yeah. okay it's okay they buried it yeah After. now 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 rich has had his redemptive arc so it's okay <laughs> but anyway story number one uh is our beloved kate mulgrew reveals star trek prodigy setup and the introduction of hologram janeway oh hey. my god yay so yeah animated uh, star trek prodigy is coming sometime later this year my gut tells me like fourth quarter 
I don't know. This is like October, Did November, December. Did they explain like how she's a hologram yet? Uh, well, that's what this article is about. So let's let's uh, let's educate ourselves together. So uh, since the show was first announced, we've known that Prodigy will follow a motley crew of young aliens who find uh, in commandeer a derelict Starfleet ship and in the Delta Quadrant, which is really very interesting, or at least that's the buzz on it. Um, off on adventures, navigating the greater galaxy. Uh, in search of a better future. Last month, it was revealed uh, the kids will be helped along by the ETH, or the Emergency Training Hologram, in the form of Captain Janeway, voiced by Kate Marlborough. Woo! Yeah. Uh, yep, she did a video uh, talking about it while promoting another show that she's on. Uh, when she's, yeah, she's just talking about she's going to be the the wise oracle uh, that is going to show these uh, these kids who are, they're escapees, so they, they escape uh, from a planet in an obscure part of the galaxy, which again is supposed to be the Delta Quadrant, but it's the it's the non-Borg part of the Delta Quadrant. It's it's out there ways, <laughs> um, and yeah, she's gonna she's gonna kind of guide them. So what what an amazing rebirth for this character, though I do have to say it it irks me to no end uh, in this art. You see Kate on the left looking beautiful for a woman of any age, but certainly she's aged very well. But the hologram version of her has no rank pips. What the hell? <laughs> But well, al- I mean, she's also- a hologram, so yeah, she's, could also she just be- didn't have a rank. The right, doctor just- didn't have a rank. The doctor, the doctor right. did- but it's just, it's hard to think about that because it's Janeway and she's very iconic as captain. So this, this is awesome. Uh, and I, I have to imagine if this is something uh, that's going to uh, come out, you know, this year that we're going to get a, a drop date soon. Uh, it looks like the series is, is uh, set to be placed in the year 2383, uh, five years after Voyager returns from Earth and four years after the events of Star Trek Nemesis, in which Kate Kate had a cameo. And this would put this about through like two or three years after what's going on in Lower Decks right now. So, Oh, my God. I just peeked ahead to the next article, Rich. Look oh. at it. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I guess I guess that hey. means done. Uh, anyway, any thought any thoughts about the show? I know that cartoons are not for you, Aaron, but I I assume as a matter of professional discourse, you'll you'll be watching it with us. I hope. I'm gonna try to watch it with my daughter. Um, she's gonna be seven when it comes out, so sure. I think that this is gonna be something we do together, and and I'm really excited about that. Good deal, Rich. Rich, I know you're no stranger to tunes. You you enjoy tunes. Yep, I'll, I'll watch it. And I mean, okay, so I wasn't I wasn't really that interested until I found out that Janeway was going to be in it. Janeway is one of my favorite captains. So right, it's, th- it's I'm in. Got, I'm all in now. It's got a hook. Well, let me let me let me satisfy my cohorts here, and we'll move on. Thank uh, you. To the next <laughs> story, which would be about the wrap. Uh, the wrapping of season four of Discovery, which was notably delayed uh, by a uh, a COVID case that happened within the general general sphere of the uh, cast, but obviously two weeks went by and they obviously were close enough to being done, so it's not a big deal. But production continues with Tig Nataro returning as Jet Reno just before. I love that picture of her too. She's so freaking cool, man. She's yes. like, well, you want to talk about freaking cool? Just before I jumped on here, April and I were watching. Uh, it's a Netflix premiere of Army of the Dead. It's a zombie flick. Uh, and Rich, you're a big movie guy, so this probably is not. Is probably, and we talked about it over on SFU, Todd and I did. But mm-hmm. it's got Dave Bautista with a ragtag group uh, that's trying to uh, pull off a heist in zombie-infested uh, Las Vegas. Well, Tig Notaro is the helicopter pilot who's supposed to fly them all away. Oh, fun. And she's a super badass sitting there smoking a cigar with <laughs> shades on. I mean, it's go watch. Teeth. That's go. Go cool. watch it when we're done here. But, uh, but yeah, 
this is yeah the, clearly this is awesome news um it's my my guess that discovery could air when lower decks ends so like perhaps like october november of this year the same way it did last year that's Ooh. my guess that's my hope and if prodigy is on at the same time it's going to be the first time ever that we've had not simply three shows in production because ds9 and tng and the beginning of enterprise or the beginning of voyager in 1994 were all going on at the same time production wise but they weren't all on the air together these three could be on the air which is kind of an anachronism because there's no air left it's just it's just digital bits they could be all be on the digital bits together (laughs) it says here that she complained that she, the actress, wanted to limit her time traveling to Toronto due to her health concerns during the pandemic, which I certainly don't blame her for. But, like, she's my favorite character, so I just want to I, see her. I know. And she, she is a cancer survivor, by the way. So uh-huh. Right. So she's, like, super high freaking risk. I don't blame yeah, her. Exactly. And then, as we know, uh, just by talking to Rob, who is our regional coordinator, that in Ontario, COVID is just – it's rampant. So you can you can it's totally so see bad. you can totally see why why any of them would have concerns. So he uh, finally 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 um he got a vaccine. That's awesome. He got his and he got the Pfizer vaccine because uh, nice. as we know most of the people in Canada are getting the AstraZeneca because the United States decided they don't want that vaccine. Oh so great! There you go, all, Canada. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. Like mm-hmm. we don't want this. Here you go, and they're desperate, so they'll take it. Um, and, and, and that's partially Joe Biden's fault, even though I love Joe Biden, but like Mm -hmm. he signed something that kind of screwed Canada over anyway. Um, yeah. So he got his first Pfizer vaccine and I'm really happy to see like, like younger, healthy people able to get vaccines in Canada finally. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's cool. So I'm waiting for an announcement, uh, of those cool new uniforms, the uniform, a uh, vendor that that you and I use, Aaron, that Bexigen that I've referred to it. They oh, have so pro- good. They have produced the Admirals version of season three, but they they've immediately changed the uniform. So I think that might be one that I skip, even if they produce the regular officers. Do one. they have it's- Mirror Universe uniforms? No, no, no. <laughs> there are, I know, I, just, I know where you're going with this. I want to <laughs> wear like this leathery, sexy stuff like, all the time. You would have to go there. There are vendors out there, but again, I Bex Bex. We'll call them Cosmart because that's the name of the manufacturer. Yeah. Um, Cosmart doesn't have that. I often stick with them because their 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 stuff is of good quality. It's good material. The it's fit, so it, breathable. The, the, the fit is very accurate. Where when you go to kind of the the open seas or the black market on eBay, you don't know what the hell you're getting. I've gotten right. so much black market weird bullshit uniforms from eBay that I just stick with Cosermart. That's all that I do. So anyway, I'm waiting for them to do these, what I'm seeing these season four uniforms because they bring back some color, which I like. Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So anyway, um, very fired up about this, but yeah, it says again, the, the very comprehensive Star Trek discovery season four is expected to arrive later this year. Well, thanks for nothing. <laughs> oh, so they're going to give us plenty of Reno the whole time. That's great. What's this so, next article about? Is this some sort of cartoony thing? It's a, <laughs> this is kind of the sweet the, the the sweet spot for Rich and myself because yep. not only uh, Rich Rich and I had a conversation about this, but uh, the gentlemen who are authoring this uh, basically 
in the in the comics, which are non-canonical, admittedly, uh, what was established is that within the mirror universe future of the 24th century, which we saw in DS9 with you know the the Klingon uh, Cardassian alliance, where you know Major Kira with this again leather clad, total badass. That oh, was she, all. Ha- she looked great. That was all happening in like uh, around DS9 and Cardassian stuff. Well, back at Earth. There has been an ongoing series that ends up crossing over the next generation that explains to us that the Terran Empire does still exist, but it's just basically Earth's solar system. That's it. So in that, they have they had like the whole first series was um, that Picard is still in command of the Stargazer because it's one of the only ships left, um, and then he uncovers that they build they they build a ship which is basically the all good things um, enterprise with the three nacelles, which is also the grand Petoskey. That's mm-hmm. our, our fan club ship. Um, and it's a whole series. And in the second part of it, they cross over and the main bad guy is Barkley, which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's really a good very universe. Barkley. <laughs> so anyway, what this saying, but a couple of really exciting things about this is that they're launching a year long arc called the mirror war, which is going to be a continuation of the storyline. I know rich and I have kind of talked about not only following this and kind of breaking it down on a weekly basis uh, or a monthly basis, I should say, because it comes out once a month. But <clears throat> the writers of this are Scott and David Tipton and Scott Tipton. I was on the Scotch Trekker YouTube channel, which Aaron Aaron has also been on in an episode that he and author David Mack were on probably two or three months ago. And he and I got to talk and he's very receptive to working with Rich and I. So we're going to read some of his stuff and we're going to do an episode where we interview him and talk to him about his work. I'm glad we just plugged Dan because I I really like the show that he does. It's really really good. I appreciate it a lot. Well, he is he's gotten some some big talent, so that's a good bit. Scott, uh, the Scottish Trekker, you can look it up on social media. It's certainly on Facebook. You can also find it on YouTube. But I'm excited about this. I'm excited to talk. He was great on this show, and he is he's great on Facebook. Go out there and friend him because uh, I believe he accepts absolutely he accepts absolutely everybody. But he does great posts. He's a comic book guy going way back when um so again for comic book guys like uh, rich and i were totally mm-hmm. down with this so i'm really excited about this so it looks like I this guess. is going to drop for us in august um so rich i will i'll foot the bill of subscribing to it um and <laughs> and yeah, unless you want to do the same but regardless we'll both read it on comiXology well uh, i've already got my uh my uh, guy pulling it for me at my shop so no there you go in my shop in my, my That's true. well i've got to oh. go ahead Check this out. I just came across a news article, and I'm only going to read the headline. Star Trek, TNG episode where Dr. Crusher bones the ghost that boned her grandma is humanity's <laughs> greatest cultural achievement. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we used to work with – Todd and I used to work with uh, a recurring guest of, of, of my uh, – uh, of, who was a friend of mine who has since moved out of the area and kind of dropped off the scene. So when he's here in New but her name was Marjorie Steele, and she was a big trekker. Um, and so she actually did a lot of work with April and I at, at uh, our local con a couple of years in a row where she would do panels and stuff with us. She loves to talk about that episode, and she gave she gave Beverly a nickname, Dr. Beaverly Cruncher. <laughs> Beaverly Cruncher. <laughs> Deal with that shit. That is – and I miss Jory if you're out I, there. I hate I, I, that episode I, so Absolutely uh, miss hearing from you because you, you – but no, she, she moved out to a farm somewhere and is doing – she – doing country living and I think off the grid. So Marjorie, if somehow you hear my voice, I hope you're doing okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. So, but anyway, 
that's the end of the show. Uh, so who's doing the honors for taking us that the hell out of here? That is Rich's turn. The, go- the golden throat. Do it. <laughs> the golden throat. For more information about Starfleet International in Michigan and beyond, please visit the USS Grand Petoskey and or the USS Nomad on Facebook. The Code 47 podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network and is produced by Todd Oxtra. Oh, yes, our little buddy. Well, friends, thank you, as always, for joining us. I mean, it's a very exciting uh, week, certainly here on this show, because we've got the three of us as a trilogy. Guys, I think we really blew it up. This is a great dynamic, having the three of us on together. I think we had a lot of fun. There was a lot of singing. There was a lot of talk about singing, crystal dildos, who will save us. I mean, there's all kinds of great stuff going on. But at any rate. I sing a lot. So Me this too. is it's, only going to get worse. It nice. is, you know, and I, I, a bit for bit, it's the same for me. But at any uh, rate. But my musical knowledge is like your Star Trek knowledge, if well, not more. Like it's my, insane. My my <laughs> musical knowledge is like my Star Trek knowledge, which is like my musical knowledge. So we will talk, I, we will, we will talk offline. I will take you on musical trivia anytime. I like Let's it. Let's do but this. At, <laughs> but at any rate. Uh, this is, of course, one of four great programs on the Secret Friends Unite Podcasting Network. Uh, every Monday, you get Code 47, which is this show. Uh, every Friday, you get the delightful Secret Friends Unite uh, original recipe that would be Todd Axtra and myself talking about geek culture at large. Alternating Wednesdays, you get Co-op Mode, which is Todd and our friend uh, Mark Carabin, the Canardian, talking about video games. And on the other Wednesday, you get Mark and myself talking about Star Wars on the Holocron Chronicles. Uh, and again, you can find us really on any uh, website uh, or any podcasting hosting service of your choice. Please rate us. Give us five stars if you enjoy the show. That really does help with the visibility. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we have a website and we're so excited about it. Secret Friends Unite. Dot com. Eventually, it will have every episode that we've ever released of all four shows. Great original content, including a uh, a bunch of uh, different cosplay photos uh, that I've released in albums. That's my contribution so far. But you'll be seeing fanfic. You'll be seeing reviews. Uh, you'll be seeing contributions from all five of us, I hope, uh, if that is something uh, that ends up uh, being the case. So anyway, we're super excited about that. Please go bookmark the website and look for new content all the time. Uh, we're over on Twitter at Secret Friends You. Drop us a line. Anything that you're thinking about Star Wars, Star Trek, geek culture in general, video games, we want to hear about it and we want to talk about it on one of our shows. Uh, we do have a wonderful uh, sh- uh, shop over on T Public. All of your favorite Secret Friends wares, uh, different logos from the shows. We've even got a couple of things coming up to promote the website. Uh, not this week, but no, it is this week. This upcoming Memorial Day weekend, another one of their sale windows, up to 35% off. Uh, t-shirts. 35, wow. 35, I know. Well, but they, That makes a t-shirt like $15? 13. 13. 13. Oh, my wow. gosh. Wow, that's I so know. cheap. And the benefit, <laughs> you selling the shit out of it. I know. <laughs> uh, the, 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 uh, the benefit there is that that does go right back uh, to support the show and the website and what it costs it to put the show out. So we are very grateful uh, for that and then for certainly promoting the shows as well. But yeah. And there, t- there are stickers too. Yeah. T-shirts, hoodies, notebooks, wall art, pillows. What about coffee mugs? They have coffee <laughs> and tumblers. I love it. Oh, just, my gosh. Lobbing me all these softballs. Those are Charlie, are there, are there so hats? many. Oh, uh, shut up, Rich. I <laughs> hear your Rich. bullshit. Rich, <laughs> why, uh, we're, we're doing a thing here. Come on. Yeah. Sorry, you sorry. know what? If Todd was here, he would ask about hot pants again. So it's just like, don't <laughs> don't po- don't poke. Stay in your lane, buddy. Don't poke the bear. Don't tumblers poke. for my whiskey. 
Oh, not that kind of Tumblr. Oh, uh. um, oh, <laughs> you did not change the name of this episode of Crystal Dildos. That's gonna get us. That's gonna get us flagged on the uh, on YouTube in Indonesia because it's already <laughs> happened. Um, but with that, everybody, thank you again for joining us. Uh, I'm gonna tell you as always that sharing is caring, and keep on trekking. Kapla. Don't watch the Kelvin universe. It sucks. <laughs>